0: Oh. Hi. Okay. <laughs> Hello. I'm good.
1: So good to have you on the
0: podcast. Oh, thank you for inviting me.
1: It's so great because I remember when we first started talking, um, it was on Facebook in a group. I think it was Long Island Gay List. I'm not really sure. I remember if that's what it was. Um, but if you were in there, um, I wrote something in that group and then you commented, and we started talking. And then we private messaged each other pretty much on Messenger, I'm guessing mm-hmm. it was. And I'm glad I did because you were telling me about like the drag shows that you do and mm-hmm. some events. And I really never went because I was shy and I had no one to really go with, and I was just nervous. And that was when I was younger. But now that I think of it, I wish I did go to your shows because I see you post some things about it. And it seems so much fun about it. And now that I'm not living in Long Island anymore, which is sad, I can't really come to the shows anymore. But I'll definitely watch the videos that you post. Oh, thank you. So let's get into the podcast. So. Um, Tony, what can you tell us about your coming out story? We'll get into your drag story in a few minutes. Sure. Your coming out story first.
0: Well, my coming out story is uh, maybe a little different than, um, coming out stories of people that are like your age, because I'm older, I'm, uh, 56. And when I was younger, and you know, like when I was around seventeen, and well, honestly, I always knew I was gay that wasn't uh that was never an issue but um at like seventeen, when I really felt like I wanted to come out, what was happening in the world was we were seeing uh many young gay men um taking ill with we didn't even know what it was at that, at that time, you know, Um, and of course I'm talking about HIV Uh, and I can remember in my youth, um, hearing about it. And uh, initially they didn't even uh, have a name for it. And then eventually they started calling it GRID, G R I D gay related immune disorder. They hadn't even discovered uh, the HIV virus. And so for me, Coming out kind of got stymied at that point because um, uh, a lot of young gay men who had not come out uh, were afraid to because not only did you have uh, the stigma at that time of being gay, but also there was now, oh, if I come out and I you know start you know meeting guys, am I going to get sick and die? And Literally, that's what we would we would see on the news were like uh, hospitals filled with, um, you know, these young men that were just dying and no one could do anything for them. And, you know, it, it was it was a really bad situation. So that kind of kept me in the closet for quite a long time. And I actually ended up I was married. I had kids. And what had happened was my mother became very ill. And part of me felt that she was going to pass away and never know who I really was, that I kind of kept that part of myself hidden. And, and I wanted her to know the real me before she passed away. And I, I did end up coming out and, um, you know, I, I ended up leaving this, my straight marriage. Uh, because it wasn't it it wasn't who I was. I was trying to be somebody else, but no matter how hard you try to be someone you're not uh it it very rarely works and um it was it was at that point that i I just decided um to come out and i a lot of people they'll come out they'll like tell one person and they'll sort of slowly do it. For me, it was kind of like once once the genie was out of the bottle, I just I was telling everybody I just didn't care at that point. And that's that's what happened. And and there was a lot of more things that happened after that, because it's 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 never easy, especially when you're uh, in a in a relationship. You know, I was married. I had children. So it was it was a, a difficult time. But. I wouldn't be where I am in life now. I wouldn't be a happily, um, settled gay man. You know, I have, I have a, I'm married to my husband, Frank now. Um, uh, we're together, I think almost 20 years now and, uh, legally married since 2011. And that, that's basically how, how I came out. It was just, uh, that i just felt i had to be you know i had to find my true self and and come out as as a gay man and also of course um things changed radically um over over the course of those years um with the um everyone knowing about uh aids and hiv uh, that radicalized a lot of the um um, the gave movements and, uh, you know, there was, um, you know, a push to find, uh, medications and, uh, now, now of course, um, HIV, I mean, is, uh, is a, is a, um, manageable, um, uh, condition. If you have HIV, you, you know, you have all these, um, medications that are able to, uh, Keep it under control, as they say. Uh, um, non-detectable is non-transmissible, and of course, we even now um, have things like Truvada and and PrEP, so that you can actually take medications to even prevent you from getting HIV. So it, it, it that was an, that was another thing that happened, um, and you know, and of course, educating myself that, um, you know even before those, those things, as long as you were practicing safe sex, you, you didn't have to have to worry about um, getting HIV. So all those things just sort of culminated in, into my, my coming out story, I guess you might say.
1: And that's great because anybody that's listening to this wouldn't know what it was like back then for coming out. Because coming out now is such a whole different story. Oh, than what so different it back for you, yeah. and like now the younger generation can learn a little bit of information about what was it like back in the day to come out, you know. And yes. um, so, as I stated before, let's get into his drag. How did you, <laughs> How did becoming a drag queen happen?
0: Um. Well. I think I was always a drag queen in my mind, <laughs> you know. Especially, <laughs> you know, especially, especially in in the car, like driving to work, and you know, you've got a Celine Dion song, and you're you know, <laughs> singing along to it, you
1: know.
0: <laughs> you know
1: what's, it what's another Celine Dion song? It's, uh, uh, oh, it's a um, of um
0: uh, you know, uh, "My Heart Will Go On" from Titanic, right, right. and uh, "Because You Loved Me." uh although although honestly i i i don't do Celine dion songs <laughs> too, uh, you know i i i am not that uh i'm not that diva i wish i was but you know uh there's there's plenty of other other uh uh artists that whose uh, songs i sing but what had happened was i uh, joined the long island gay men's chorus and along with their their concerts and things they always did um, these benefit fundraiser shows to raise money for the, uh, for the chorus. Um, and uh, one of the things they had done before I joined was they had done a few drag um, benefit fundraisers. And then they had, they had stopped doing them because the, uh, one of the, the members who, who basically would put it together, he had, um, he had left the group. And nobody else wanted to take it on. And, you know, when they had told me that whenever they did that specific event, it was always a huge success. They always made the most money. And I said, well, heck, I'll, I'll put it together. And if I have to throw a wig and some lipstick on, I'll do it. Uh, little did she know at that, <laughs> at that <laughs> how, how prophetic those words would be. So that was um, back in uh, 2017. And uh, we did our um, April's a Drag um, uh, fundraiser. And Ariel Sinclair from Fire Island, who's, who I've known for many, many, many years before I even started doing drag, uh, she hosted it. And I I think we also had uh, my very good friend, Lady LaBelle. We had uh, Violet Storm, uh, Nonstick Pam. And then there was uh, me and another member of of the chorus. Um, A couple of of them all got in in drag and and performed. And it was funny, as I was um, getting ready to do it, I was trying to think of what my drag name would be. Now, my boy name is already Tony, T-O-N-Y, and I realized that my husband has such a bad memory, I said, there's no way, if I'm in drag, that he's going to remember to call me another name, As I, you know, most 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 uh, drag performers, they have, you know, their their boy name, and then, you know, their boy name might be John, and then the 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 drag name is is, is something like uh, Sharon or uh, right right uh, yeah. you know Lydia Camilla so, something very feminine and I said my husband is not gonna ever remember to call me another name so let me just leave make it simple <laughs> the dra- I make it simple the drag name is the same as the boy name except when it's uh, when I'm a boy it's T O N Y and when I'm in drag it's T O N I and. I've never had a problem with my husband, who's also named Frank. <laughs> right. From, from, and I was yes. going to
1: mention that because <laughs> when, you, when you mentioned that just a few minutes ago, I was going to say something, but I just wanted to, to let you finish. How coincidence as a Frank is interviewing you. Yes. And it's crazy that you have a husband named Frank. I yes. remember that you told me a while back that your husband's name was Frank. Um I think he does some stuff for your drag, but we'll get into that in a little bit. Yes. Yes. Um, I remember I remember some things you were telling me, and it was great that you mm-hmm. talked to <laughs> Um So, how do you
0: plan shows and gigs? Well, um, a lot of times, I'm approached. Uh, there's been many, many times where people just come to me, especially, especially for fundraisers. Um, uh, I, bef- before like the pandemic, um, uh, you know, one, one of the things that I got asked to do was for the, uh, um, my friend Barbara, who's head of the transgender day of remembrance organization here on Long Island. Um, we, I just happened to be, uh, at, at a function and I was in drag and she saw me and she was like, she was, like, Oh, I wanted to ask you, I, you know, I, I really want to do this, um, you know, this, this benefit. I'm trying to raise some money for the transgender day of remembrance. And she's like, do you think you can help me? And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll help you do it. And um, I, I, of course, you know, I helped her. I got like a bunch of drag performers to um, perform. And we, we had a great little benefit show and raised a, a, a nice amount of money for the organization um, and, a, and a lot of times it's, um, you know, I'll just reach out to uh, um, a venue and I'll, I'll see if they're interested in doing some sort of event. Um, but nine times out of, out of 10, I, I just get asked. People just say, oh, I, I'd like, you know, could you, you know, do a show for me or I'd like to do this kind of event. And I, I guess just because I have, uh, a prominent online presence, I, I just get um, asked most of the time. Uh, and, and of course, other drag performers, they ask me to, to do stuff. Um, I think mainly because ever since I started doing drag, I've always set a very high level of professionalism for myself. Whenever I'm asked to do an event, I'm always there early i'm never late uh i don't um bring any drama to the the show i'm always prepared to do my numbers um if things um which happens a lot with any kind of live show but specifically with drag shows you've always got um unexpected things happening uh for for instance uh some performer doesn't show up and they ask you oh um this performer is is late can you can you go on uh, can we change the the lineup order can you go on before them and yada yada or can you do another number and I'm always like yeah sure you got it I'll do it uh I I think even um yeah it was uh before the well of course everything was was really was before the pandemic now i think that's how our lives are everything now seems to be oh well before the pandemic and after the pandemic
1: right uh, everything only you know? pandemic
0: yes yeah. it's like it's like you think about something like wait a minute was that before or after the masks i'm trying to I'm trying to remember maybe now it's like we're thinking well it's before or after the vaccine i'm <laughs> not sure uh, but i went to um, a a friend was doing uh, a little event, a little karaoke drag event. And I went in drag, um, not just, just to support. And I showed up and um, they were like, Oh my God, the, the the person who was supposed to co-host with me can't make it. Can, can you, can you do this show with me? And, I, and And I just walked in the door and I was like, yeah, sure, no problem. <laughs> Just give me, give me a microphone, and uh, and I was I wasn't even supposed to be performing, and I ended up having to take over as right. co-host. Um, but that's you know that's pretty much uh, how how things happened for me. Were uh, you
1: nervous when you had to co- co-host yourself? What were you oh, thinking?
0: Oh well, well you know the very first time uh, uh, I I think I was, um, but what I've always Done at least with, you know, with with drag. Um, I sort of take on a different character when when I'm completely in in makeup and and. Wig and, that's where and i
1: actually didn't get into that question. Mm-hmm. So leading into character, um, let's get into. Okay, I'm going to say one word, and you're going to know what it is. Okay, and I've seen I've seen it, and I've seen you in it not in person, um, the picture. Um, so I'm just going to say one word and you're going to laugh. You're going to know what I'm talking about right away. A snap and the heartbeat. Pussycat.
0: Oh, pussycat. Yes. That's (laughs) me and my, my good friend, Tom cat. That's actually, I don't really consider what what we, we do. Um, he does Dorothy and I do Sophia from the golden girls.
1: Of and, course,
0: she is the best. How could you not say she is, you know? I mean, I, mean, I, just, I just love when, when we do that. And we've actually started like a whole little sideline thing where we're, we're doing uh, Golden Girl uh, bingo and, and, and trivia events. Um, the, the thing with that, though, is I actually, I don't consider when I do that, I don't consider it drag. I feel like I'm doing a celebrity imp- impression when I do that. Um,
1: do you try to act like Sophia when you're doing it?
0: I, I embody her as much as I possibly can. Can I you get probably, like an example so people can hear it or? Picture it, Sicily, 1912. A beautiful <laughs> right. young Jeez. peasant girl with clear olive skin. Meets a wild-eyed Spanish artist. Well, it does. The, I can I can continue, but I don't want I don't want to. I, I I would take up the whole the whole podcast doing doing Sophia. Hey, you can uh, say
1: Blanche, that tramp.
0: There you go. Yes, yes. But um, you know, Tom actually he was doing uh be Arthur uh, before I met him, and I had seen him. Uh, he was he was doing more cosplay not really drag and I saw a video he had put up uh on his page he did uh be Arthur it was like a cosplay it was B Arthur mixed with Sailor Moon and he he sang um this song the, the man in the moon is a lady and I I saw it I just was like I just loved it so much and I I messaged him just out of the blue and I said I'd love to have you uh on at that time I was doing uh my own online talk show by myself called Talking Tony and I asked him on that and we just we just immediately clicked and then <laughs> it was so funny it turns out he lives right down the street from me. I mean I, I basically could walk to his house. That's how that's how um how near we are to each other so i think it was just uh it 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 really was fate that we should be doing uh uh dorothy and sophia and you know people seem to seem to love when we do it especially uh i'm only five foot one i'm very short and he's six foot four so when we're you know physically together as dorothy and sophia we also have that you know, he's so much taller than me, and I'm I'm so short. It like right because
1: Sophia is so short and and yes. and so, and well, so yeah. am
0: I. And him being so tall, it's like just seeing us visually. It's funny. Um, but uh, yeah, but we've been having we've been having a blast doing doing it, and uh, um, but that that's that's part of part of my repertoire now is is to be Sophia. Um, but, but also I still continue to do uh, you know, as Tony Homeperm, the singing diva of Long Island. I still do regular shows and uh, I was I was very fortunate that um, the LGbtQ network, they reached out to me in June um, and asked me to be one of the headliners uh, at Eisenhower Park for uh, Long Island Pride. And Wow, uh,
1: that's fantastic. that's. Wow, that's great! If I was in yeah. Long Island, still, I'd be coming to that. That's great that you got asked to be headline. That shows. Uh, that was but, always
0: uh, always a dream of mine, um, to like perform at Long Island Pride. And uh, initially, when I was messaged and asked to do it, I had not been performing live yet. Um, I was still sort of hesitant about performing live, being amongst crowds and and things like that. Uh, but you know, both my husband and I are fully vaccinated and I said, you know what, this is, this is something I've always wanted to do. It's always been my, my dream to perform at Long Island pride. So I said, I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to do it. And, and I did, and it was a, it was a great time. I, I did uh, a few numbers and then I went out into the, into the, uh, to the crowd cause it, it was outside. And so many people there and especially a lot of the young people which it always makes me happy to do this when a lot of the young people, um, especially a lot of, you know, young gay men that I meet them and I kind of get the feeling that they, they, they want to be a drag queen and they, you know, they want to take a picture with me and I think it sort of gives them um, some confidence in themselves to, you know, be, you know, to do what they want to do, you know, be there live their true authentic self, you know, and that always, that always makes me happy. But it was, it was, it was a great experience that, that for me is always one of the best things when I'm doing something like that is um, just getting to be amongst the, the audience and making people happy. It shows how far you've you've come. I, I try, I try.
1: (laughs) So talking about drag queen, People always say, oh, if you're a drag, would you want to always ask drags? And I've seen it online in interviews and everything like that. They always ask people, would you want to be on Drag Race? Now, mm. would you ever want to be on
0: Drag Race? Absolutely not. <laughs> Never. <laughs> first, of, first of all, uh, I, I think it's, it's for a younger person. Uh, it's, it, it, would be, it would be too much for me to do something like that. Um, also, uh, aside from doing my makeup, I, I, I don't know how to do anything else. My husband, he's got this great booming business uh, of doing drag queen wigs. He he does wigs for um, drag queens um, all over the country.
1: Um, oh, so it's not just doing the drag wigs for you. It's no, no, no. he's
0: he's done, you know... He's done wigs for almost every uh, drag queen on Long Island. A lot in uh, in New York City. Um, he also gets a lot of uh, people that are out of state that you know he he does wigs for and ships them to. It's a full time business for him now.
1: Wow, he um,
0: get some good money. He does. He does. He he, make, he makes good money, and you know he he's able to work at home. He doesn't have to. Uh, he doesn't have to travel. And I, I do assist him. I do a lot of the, uh, the ordering and packing and shipping and, and things like that. He does the, he does the actual styling. And, and like I say, that's, that's one thing. Like, I can never be on, on Drag Race. I, I don't know how to style a wig. <laughs> I, um, I mean, my, my husband is, is one of the greatest wig stylists in the, in the world. What do I need to know how to style a wig? He does, right. it, he does it for me, so I just practice. You know, I just worry about my performances. And the other thing is I can't sew, so either you know, um, things that I have are either custom made, or you know, I, I buy things uh, uh, wholesale or you know off the rack, that that kind of a thing. And I don't dance. <laughs> I am not a dancer. Uh, oh, you got to dance in one of your shows you no. in the I I, I, don't. I when so I was good, younger, probably. when I was younger, I was a, I was a good dancer. Now it's like you know, as far as dancing, I do a few hand movements, you know, and like I'll oh, I'll do a few things, a, a stepping in place. Uh, but I always say, if you ever see Tony Holmperm do a death drop, you better call nine one one because she probably is really dead. Um, so you know, but I'm. Let's not get to that point. Uh, yes. No, we never will. Trust me. We never, we never will. But I'm, I'm, I'm happy to do my kind of, my style of drag and um, that I'm happy doing what I do and what other whatever other people do, that's, you know, that's great. I think it's, it's, it's great that all different drag performers have, you know, unique styles. And I think, I think that's the best thing in a drag queen is when you, you have your own style. Um, you know, I've, I've seen some of the younger drag queens tend to be a little derivative of other performers. And I always say you should never, never try to copy somebody else because you're always just going to be a, a pale imitation of them. You should always just, you know, be the best of whatever you are because no, you're the only one who can be the best you. Is, is is how I feel.
1: So talking about the gigs, so where do you uh do these shows? Have
0: you ever done any on our island? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I have performed at uh at Cherries, at the Ice Palace in the city. I've performed at Stonewall Industry Pieces. Uh here on Long Island, I I I've performed at uh a lot of the bars. I've performed at Governor's Comedy Club. Um uh,
1: wow. Yeah. If I would
0: have known Governor's
1: Comedy Club, I mean, I would have went. I mean, I could have had a friend or my sister come with me and see your show. Um man, Did I they, wish I was still living in Long Island. That would have been great.
0: There I'll, I'll send you some information. I have friends, uh Drag Queens in Connecticut, and they they do shows. I'll send you there's there's places in Connecticut that you can go go to. They have some great shows. So.
1: Connecticut. Yeah, they from do. What, from where I am is Oh, I'm
0: sorry. Why am I thinking you're in Connecticut? Where are you now? <laughs> I'm upstate.
1: Oh, you're upstate. I'm an hour from Albany. From going Albany. to Albany. Going to Albany is an hour.
0: Oh. But you know, there seems to be like, you know. Drag seems to be everywhere though these days. I mean, you just have to, uh, you just have to, you just have to find it. But almost every um, um, big city, you're gonna, you're gonna find uh, uh, drag shows going on, drag brunches, things like that. It's oh, getting like,
1: to drag brunches. Um, yes. So my parents' friends told me that they were invited to a drag br- brunch and mm-hmm. they never even knew what the drag brunch was. And they told me they had a really fun time with the drag brunch. It was exciting, a lot mm-hmm. of music, a lot of dancing. It mm-hmm. was great. They they said I should go to one. That mm-hmm.
0: I love it. Drag brunches are, are great. Everyone always always has a, a good time at a, at a drag brunch, and you, you know you get to. Uh, it's nice. Uh, it's it's a little nicer than you know being in a in a bar. Because uh, usually it's 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 not so crowded, you know. Every you're at a table and you know, you're having food and mimosas and, and things like that. So um, it's it's more of like dinner and a show or brunch and a show, uh, as the case may be. Uh, whereas at a uh, at a at a bar, um, it, uh, not that there's not great bar shows, but. It's, I think it's a little more relaxed at a, uh, at a, a drag brunch than it is uh, when you're at a at a bar right um, I'm
1: gonna find a drag brunch. I might even go to a drag brunch on Long Island one day with my sisters or my fiance yeah, I have my, make a make a weekend like out of it. Right, my best friend is in Long Island, and she would mm-hmm. want to go because she loves drag shows. Mm-hmm. And l- last year, she was trying to go to a drag show for her birthday on Fire Island. But, you know, due to the pandemic, as always, yeah. the ferry wasn't really running was late. Yep. And
0: yeah.
1: it was running to like, it, it was running. And then when the drag show started, the ferry was, the, that was the last ferry. And I'm like, oh. really?
0: Are they gonna run yeah. the last ferry when a drag show happens? Like you're yeah. gonna lose a lot of business by doing that. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, the uh, ferries on Fire Island they don't they don't run as many as, as they used to. Uh, when my husband um, was going to Fire Island like back in the in the 70s and early eighties. I, I think like on uh, on Saturday nights, I think they had ferries like running till about like three or four in the morning, you know, s- on the hour. So it was like he would he would he would go and uh, they would, you know, be having a great time at the Ice Palace or the Monster. And, you know, they could stay to like two or three in so, the morning and still catch a ferry home. And it, But now I hear that. You know, I hear about this. What is yeah. the Monster and Fire Island? Um, well, it's it's actually um, they're The monster had burned down, and they're in the process of um, building a new one. So, uh, pro- probably next summer, they'll probably open the new monster, um, wh- which which is you know just another uh, an- another one of the the clubs there, like you know the Ice Palace, Cherries.
1: Okay. Oh, that's what I figured.
0: So I was like, I hear it and I keep seeing like
1: things online about the monster the monster and everyone's so excited and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, what's the monster? Because you know, I've never heard of it when I went to Far Island. Because the first time I went to Far Island was technically when I came out a second time. And why do I say second time? Because why? the first time <laughs> which the first time wasn't great. Mm-hmm. My dad didn't really accept it. But when I came out a second time, he accepted it more because my mom's best friend, which God bless, she's gone. She passed away. Mm -hmm. um, She loved going to Fire Island. And Mm -hmm. my mom and my dad would always go with her to Fire Island. And she would rent the houses there. Mm -hmm. And she would go every summer and invite my, my mom and dad there all the time. And... To think that my dad didn't accept me when I came out? Who is he kidding? Because he goes to all the drag shows and loves those drag shows. So <laughs> it's funny how he didn't accept me and I'm laughing about it because he didn't accept me at first. Because I was like, it was in my teens, my late teens. It's when it's I'm not
0: you well, you're you're Italian, correct? Correct. It's very, it's especially hard, I've I, I found, because I'm also, my father was also Italian. And there's kind of like that... He Italian, wants me to be with a woman. And yeah, there's that and... Italian machismo about, you know, you have to be, you know, a man has to be a man and, you know, that kind kind of a thing. And uh, it's it's very hard for uh, someone of that mindset to accept. And especially when when you're for them, when their son comes out as gay, a lot of times something in them, they think that if people are going to know their son is gay, they're going to think they're less of a man or think that, you know, they did something wrong raising their, their son. So it's, it's, um, you know, it it, it was it's, hard, it's, hard. It, it's, 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 it it's difficult.
1: When I first came out, it was hard to, to mm-hmm. go dating because my mom and my sisters and my cousins, like my cousin, which my cousin, that's the girl, um, not the guy cousin, because I don't think any of them knew. Um, but um, my family, some family members knew and, you know, tried to go out on dates with these guys. And it was hard for my mom's like, you got to get home at a certain time that your father's going to know. And I think she just. Didn't want to start a fight with him and stuff Mm. like that. I understand now what the situation was, but things are a lot better when I came out a second time. Mm. Who would know that my father loves drag shows? More (laughs) power to him because I love drag shows too. So here you go. (laughs) We just recently went to a drag show together on Fire Island. We had a guys' night out with uh, Mm -hmm. my fiance, Mm -hmm. uh, my sister's boyfriend, and my dad. We all went to Fire Island, had a good time. Oh, that's great. Um, We just recently at cherries it was was it memorial day weekend i think it was maybe something like that Mm -hmm. um so um how do you come up with your material
0: oh you mean like the the songs that i perform yes uh a lot of times it's just um just happens to be a a song that i love um some, a, lot, a lot of times my, my husband will, <laughs> will suggest this song to me. And sometimes I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a, that's a good one. And sometimes I'm like, no, I don't like, I don't like that one. Uh, sometimes I'm doing a themed event. Like uh, just recently I did at the Pine Grove Inn. We did a, a, a drag luau. And I knew I needed um, something uh, sort of tropical Hawaiian themed. And, uh, I, I remembered a song from when I was a kid called tiny bubbles and it was done by a, a Hawaiian singer named Don Ho. And, uh, I remember my, my mom used to watch, he had a little show on TV, uh, years ago, years, years, years ago. And he always ended the show by singing tiny bubbles. So I, uh, I said, Oh, I've got it. I've got to do that one. Um, uh, it's just it just uh it just depends sometimes i just hear a song and i'm like oh i've got to, i've got to do that one and uh and i i built up a quite a large repertoire of songs that uh that i i sing now uh, that was uh you know i always wanted to be be a singer even as a kid even you know before wanting to be a drag queen and then when i i wanted to be a drag queen i said well i'm going to be a drag queen that sings. And I think actually my uh, inspiration for that was uh, a movie I saw, um, I think it came out in the early 2000s. It was called Connie and Carla. And in it, um, uh, it was Nia Vardalos and Tony Collette. There are two real women who have to go, um, they're being chased by the mob. So they go in hiding and pretend to be men that are drag queens, even though they're really women, and they do this uh, act where they're where they're singing live, and they're supposed to be drag queens. And I always said to myself, uh, "Oh, if I ever do drag, I'm gonna. Do, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna be a drag queen who sings live." And and um, and I, sure enough, I made that. I made that happen. And, and now, it, now to be honest, it's like far easier for me when I'm performing to sing live than to try and lip sync. I, I don't know how, how that, how that is, but, but it is a, a very, another very famous Drake queen from fire Island, Portia, who was also quite an inspiration to me because she only sings live. She doesn't lip sync either. And uh, she said to me that, you know, it's way easier for her to sing live than to, you know, try and lip sync and try to remember, remember the words to somebody else and, and all that, and uh, and now after like you know four years of, of doing that, I'm I find it's true for me too. It's just I, I would just rather sing live uh, rather than try to remember a lip sync. Uh, what's it how- like?
1: Oh, so go mm-hmm. ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, that's I'm saying. that's
0: so that's that's how I come up with deciding what I'm what I'm gonna do.
1: So what's it like working with other drag queens? I've heard that you're one of the best drag queens out there. I've heard from oh, a bunch thank of drags
0: you. Thank you. that thank
1: you. you sent out to them to come on my podcast because technically I wanted to interview some drag queens because I did some mental health episodes on this podcast and you know, I want other people, young LGBTQ youth people, or anyone older can hear these mental health episodes, knowing what OCD is like being a mental mm. health counselor which my best friend is a mental health counselor. She talks about a little bit about OCD and stuff like that in mm-hmm. in an episode on the podcast, which you will hear later on if you if you haven't listened to the podcast yet. Um, but you know, I just I heard a lot of good things about you. That oh, thank they you. Messaged, they messaged me and they said Tony is a great person to interview. You're so lucky to interview him. And I was like, "Wow, I must be blessed. I got lucky to interview him."
0: Oh, thank um, you, thank you. I don't, remember,
1: um, I don't remember which drag it was, but there was a few of them that mentioned the same thing. Um, so, what was it like working? What's
0: it like working with other drag queens? Uh, for the most part, it, it's a lot of fun. Uh, um, I've had some experiences that that were not so fun, where you know, perhaps a, you know, somebody wasn't you know very professional um, and you know what what I do now is I try to only work with people that uh, I, I like people that I know are professional people that I can depend on and I just I just try to avoid uh, any kind of situation that has drama um, like I said I'm 56 years old I don't have <laughs> I don't have the patience or the or the energy for drama situations uh, i like to um you know when when i'm planning a show i you know i i do as much of the pre-planning and getting everything organized as best as possible so that things go smoothly i get you know i'll i like to get everybody's music ahead of time and i, I have playlists and i have when they come to the uh to the to the uh show they know I'll have like a printed list, you know, indicating who's going in, you know, what order. And you know, I always make sure to ask the person, okay, if you you're doing three numbers, which one are you doing first? And you know, and um, I just try to be organized. I think that's the that's the best thing you can you can do is is be organized because the the worst experiences that I've had usually have stemmed from where there was not enough organization, so that's why I try to I try to always be organized. But like I said, whenever I'm you know appearing in somebody's show, I uh, try to be there uh, you know as early as I can. I'm ready to go on. And that's uh, and that's that's my take on it. So,
1: so now the pandemic. Mm. So what? How did it affect your career, and now that we're going to into miss Delta variant over here coming through mm-hmm. shedding her light bringing yeah right into us miss delta variant
0: over yes. there delta variant um, now, now the thing yeah. though is most most of the it's i think I just saw uh yesterday on the news uh, I think it was dr fauci said that uh some ninety nine point five percent of the people that have died from the Delta variant were unvaccinated. So, um, you know, people, they need, they need to get vaccinated. That's, that's a, that's, you know, the main issue. I mean, it's, it's possible you could still catch the Delta variant, but, you know, more likely, even if you do catch it, if you, if you're vaccinated, you um, you're, you're going to get sick, but you're not going to die, most likely, if you're vaccinated. So, you know, anybody listening, if you're not vaccinated, please get vaccinated. It's, it's, it's very important. Um,
1: Do you have any drag daughters? What is a drag daughter?
0: Oh, dra- drag daughter, yes. Um, no, I have no drag daughters. I made I made sure I had I had my uh, my tubes tied. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, actually, you know, at my age, I had the menopause, so I, I'm too too old to birth any drag daughters. Uh, here, here's the th- here's the thing: what I feel with 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 drag daughters, because I have drag drag nieces and I have drag sisters. That's that's as much of, of, of a drag relationship that that I want. I don't I don't uh, I don't want any any drag daughters. But um, I've always felt, you know, for some people, that's a great that's a great thing. You have a drag daughter that's basically a a, a drag queen takes another um, drag queen under their wings and they'll show them like how to do their makeup and, you know, how to perform and what to wear. And, you know, maybe style wigs or, you know, sew, or um, all kinds of things like that. Um, For me, for the for the most part, I am self-taught with everything that I, that I've learned. And uh, I just feel that's, that's the, that's the best way. It, I think you're better off to, you know, just experiment and, and see what works for you. What, what doesn't work for you. Um, that, that's my feeling. Oh, but I didn't get to f- finish when we were talking about the pandemic. Um, I had so many shows that got canceled now, everything hit and it was that was it was like March of, of 2020 when everything k- kind of shut down. And I had shows booked um, all the way out to December uh, 31st of 2020. And in March, like basically everything got got canceled. Um, and that's when I started doing more and more stuff online. I, I was doing videos I started doing my uh, naughty or nice uh, show with Alexis Flame, who's uh, my my friend. Who she's um, a a legendary New York City drag queen. And so, what is
1: naughty and nice? If you can explain, to people naughty, that have never heard it. Yes, naughty. It. How naughty it? It's,
0: it's naughty or nice because the nice has six eyes in the spelling um that that's kind of a, that's kind of like a a dragism uh to say that somebody is nice cuz when when you say it that way you're not really being nice <laughs> you're, you're 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 throwing a little shade and of course um you know if anybody who's seen drag race they you know you hear about shade and somebody being shady And, um, um, amongst drag queens that are friends, we'll, we'll, we'll do, you know, what they call friendly shade. You know, we, we, uh, we make little comments and, 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 remarks, um, that are, they're, they're, they're funny, but they're, they're not, they're not really like mean spirited. Um, it's, it's just, it's a way of kidding around. And like, for me, Um, You know, I'll I'll throw shade at at, um, a drag queen that I'm friendly with because I know they'll they'll throw like a a, a remark back at me. It's like it's sort of like a fun back and forth. If I'm if I'm really not friends with somebody, I won't I won't throw shade at them because I I don't I don't know somebody that that well. Um, But Naughty or Nice, uh, which you can find on Facebook. At, uh, Naughty or nice. We also have uh, uh, a YouTube channel, Twitch TV. We're on Instagram, and basically, because of all our shows being canceled, uh, you know, I suggested to Alexis, you know, because really the only thing we were able to do was go online. I said, "Well, you know, we're we're stuck here in the house. We can't perform live." I said, "Let's just." Um, do a little show virtual, like, you know, and we'll, we'll bring somebody on with us. Sometimes a a drag performer, sometimes somebody from the LGBTQ plus community. And we'll just um, do like a little interview thing, you know, have fun. Just, you know uh, we call it a Kiki Uh, in drag language. Kiki is when you just um, you're hanging out with another uh, drag performer and you're just, uh, you're just having conversation and, and laughing and joking um I have kiki.
1: this i mean this, this
0: could be considered a kiki <laughs> you and i are kikiing right now
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um what skills do you need to have to be a drag queen
0: oh skills well um the the most important thing is being able to to do your own makeup uh because uh, for instance, for me, sometimes I have uh, a show that's um, you know starting very early, and uh, it's it's quite a process for me to transform myself into Tony Homeperm. Uh, you know, it's um, it's a minimum of, of three hours to um, to turn myself into Tony Homeperm. Um, I've got to cover my beard. I've got to cover my eyebrows. Uh, it's a, it's a lot of makeup on the face, uh, contacts. Then as far as like, um, you know, clothing, uh, there's, um, uh, corseting there's padding, uh, tights, high heels, nails. Then of course, you know, the wig, which I don't really have to worry about my friend, my husband, he, he, you know, handles that and just, you know, puts it on my head. But, um, you know, and that's just getting ready. That's just for your look. Then you still have to um, be able to perform, you know, whether you're a lip-syncer, a singer, a dancer. If, like me, you're a host, you have to be able to know how to get on the microphone and and talk to people. So it's, a it, uh, being a drag queen is a lot of, a lot of skills are necessary for it. It's, it's not, it's not for the faint of heart. That's why, um, a lot of times somebody, and I've seen this many times, somebody is like, Oh, I think I want to, I want to try doing drag. And I'm always like, that's great. You know, you know, try it, you know, but it's, it's not, it's not for everybody. It, It really isn't. I have, I have a friend who, um, is is a amazing drag queen and her husband wanted to try doing it. And he, uh, he, he tried it a couple times, but then he just, he just said, you know what, this, I, it's just too much for me. I I can't do it. I can't, I, and uh, you know, and it was, you know, they were like, okay, fine. You just, you just get to be the drag husband then, but it's, it's not, it's not for everybody. Uh, You're very uncomfortable a lot of the time. Uh, and you have to um, you have to mentally sort of switch off being uncomfortable with your with your brain and that's it's fortunately I'm able to do that because uh, you know at the end of end of a show when I get home I start taking things off it's like then I can allow myself to sort of feel oh that was oh I didn't realize I had this sticking into my side for like eight hours and Oh, now I'm feeling it. And Oh, now I got these high heels off and Oh, now my feet are really sore. But when you're uh, in the midst of it and you're performing, you, you can't let that affect you. And you, you've got to, you've got to smile and you've got to perform and you need to be um, making people have fun. That's, that's another thing. You always, you have to always be having fun. If you're not having fun, the audience is not going to have fun. Um, that's one thing I learned very early on. So even if something is not going right, you you you, um, you mess up a number, you trip, uh, whatever. You've got to like just you know work it into your act. Uh, make make it a, make it a, something for everybody to, to to laugh about, and you know make make it make it fun because people. Uh, when you're performing as a drag queen, people are there to see you and have fun. They don't want to. Uh, they don't want to hear about drama. They don't want. Um, they're they're there to have a good time, and that's that's your job as a drag queen.
1: So now talking about skills, what are the difficulties of of being a drag queen?
0: Um, all the skills that you need to know, basically, <laughs> it, it, I can say. Um, you know, it's, uh, like I said, it's, it can be very uncomfortable. Um, a lot of drag takes place during the summer, you know, like especially here on Long Island because, you know, um, that's like when Fire Island opens up. And I just recently, I did the, the drag invasion on Fire Island and um, doing drag is very hot. You've got uh, a lot, you have to wear a lot of, uh, things even if you're trying to look like you're not wearing uh much you still have to make it look like you're um you have to make it look like you're not wearing a lot and it takes a lot of things like coarsening and 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 tights and uh, uh sometimes like i i use a breastplate sometimes i don't um you know sometimes i have to remove a lot of hair because being italian uh i'm quite hairy and uh <laughs> You know, so a lot of times I'm, I'm shaving half my body so that I can, you know, wear something yeah. and give the illusion that I'm uh, a female, sort of. And um, you have to be able to put up with that. And I don't dance. When I see some of the, the girls who they're, you know, in just as much regalia as me, and they've got to dance on top of it, and I mean, a lot of times I, you know, because I'm up close and personal, you know, and I see when they're done, I mean, they're, they're like dripping wet with sweat. It's, it's, uh, it's hard work. I mean, I don't know if people, most people re- can really fully understand that, you know, some drag, especially for these girls that are, are dancers and things, you're, you almost have to be like a professional athlete. It's, it's not. Uh it's not easy. And especially a lot of times you're you're in heels. You know, it's not like you, you get to do it in sneakers or something like that. So it's uh it it can be it can be quite taxing. Um I just saw recently uh a girl who um she was performing and she hurt her leg. And actually there was two performers I saw just recently posting about uh, you know, how they were performing and, and they hurt their they hurt their legs. And they're they're both sort of like out of commission at the moment, um, so it's it's not it's it's not an easy thing to to be a drag queen. It it can be very physically demanding. It really can. So we were talking about how your
1: husband does the wigs for you now. The wig
0: wizard, yes, for me and for <laughs> many, 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 many drag queens. Uh, you know, here on Long Island, New York, uh, Connecticut. Gosh, all, all over the country, really. The only so, He draws the line at, at shipping internationally, though.
1: So he does the wigs for you. So where do you mm-hmm. get your costumes besides the wigs?
0: Uh, well, well, costumes, I mean, sometimes I have stuff made for me. Um, a lot of times I find things on Amazon, and I just um, sort of revamp them. Um, a lot of times it's, it's the way you put something together, with accessories and and things like that. Um, So uh, a a lot and a lot of uh, a lot of websites, you know, I'm always looking for like different looks and things Um, I've ordered from, you know, places like AliExpress and, uh, you know, from China and and places like that. So sometimes sometimes gotten them and not been happy with them and, you know, end up not being able to use them. But, you know, you just have to, uh, you have to, have to, you know, try and uh, see what works.
1: So, have you ever had a time where you felt like you can't do this no more? This is too much, or anything like that?
0: I don't, I don't think I've ever had that. Once in a blue moon, I have like the the inner saboteur, you know, will say to me because um, I'm very, very critical of myself. I, I, I don't think there's anyone more critical of me than me and i've i've always been that way and sometimes i've um i've I've, performed, I've done a performance and i wasn't like 100% satisfied with it although i'm never 100% satisfied with any performance i always feel i always could do better but i have had a few instances where um, the performance was less than stellar and you know i start saying to myself oh why am i why am i doing this I'm, I'm probably, I'm probably too old to be doing this. Why, why I should just stop, you know, but then I I get out of it and I just say, you know, let it go. It was, it was just, you know, one time, one time it it didn't go as well as you hope you'll do better the next time. And, and that's, that's generally what I, what I do. What
1: was it like, um, when you came out to your family about doing drag, were they like a little shocked? Did they have any like anything to say? Do does your family come to your shows? And if they do come to your shows, do you get nervous or you're not nervous? What is it like?
0: Um well I've I'm trying to think if I've ever had any fam I mean, they all know. They all know. At the time that I started doing drag, um I uh, I mean, uh, I, I'm, I'm not that particularly close with biological family at, at this point. Um, uh, I mean, we're not, it's not like we're estranged or, or anything like that. It's just that uh, I'm with my husband, you know, we've been together for years. We really have our, our own life, we have our own home, we have our own social network. Uh, so when I started doing drag, um, family was not even a consideration because, um, you know, I was, you know, the only, the only person that I was concerned with, um, my doing it was my husband. And he was like, he was like, well, if you want, if you want to try and do it, he said, you know, he had, he had no problem with it. Uh, so, and, and he's like my biggest support system as fa- as far as do as, as far as doing this. And, and, you know, he's he's really my biggest fan, so I um I mean I that's one thing.
1: I was just gonna ask you. Oh, what does your husband think about it? But now you just yes. So yes. Go ahead. He's he's, he's he's always
0: he's always been always been supportive of me doing it, so it never really, uh, you know, the question of like you know what family thought about it was never was never even a a, a thought in my mind because it was it was like well you know I want to do it. My husband supports me, so. That's, that's all I have to worry about.
1: So what do you think about drag pageants?
0: Well, uh, I, I think they, they can be a good thing. I'm actually going to be entering the Ms. Fire Island this, this summer. Um, and uh, I'm actually hosting a it's sort of a drag pageant uh, in October for New Bar. Um, but I'm putting a spin on it. We are calling it the new bar superstar, um, a drag competition. Um, the thing about this contest that I'm hosting is it's open to all types of drag performer, uh, drag queen, drag King, uh, non-binary drag performer, whatever you want to, whatever you want to call yourself. Um, basically it's, it's, we're really just concerned with, um, the the uh, the performance, like you know how entertaining you are. We're not interested in uh, whether you're a, a, a cisgender male or female, non you know non-binary. All of that is is uh, it. We're, it's it's open to uh, to anybody. Um, so uh, I, I can't wait. It's um <clears throat> excuse me. It's the first uh, it's the first event like that, that, uh, we're doing at new bar. And, uh, I'm, I'm really excited to be bringing this to long Island.
1: Um, I know you were talking about new bar, but it cut off a little bit. Um, oh, but that's okay. We heard part sorry. of it. So I just want to let you know. No, that's okay. No, it was my fault that it cut off. Um, it's, not your fault. it's,
0: it's the internet. <laughs>
1: I got the notification and, um, so, um, So if it did cut off and you listen back to this or whoever's listening, um, I hope it didn't cut off that much. Um, Well, they can always
0: um, go to, you know, go to my Facebook page and all the information is is there about the new bar superstar competition.
1: So, um, so, um, what was I going to say to you now? Um, So what do you recommend others who want to start this career? What advice can you give what advice can you give if they're coming out to their family about being drag, and if their family doesn't accept?
0: Well, um, as as far as you know, coming out and, and doing drag, uh, you, you know, for for some people like myself, it's um, it, it's a it's a part of who you are. Like when I first uh, went, for instance, with um, just choosing my name, Tony Homeperm. It was actually a, a friend of mine. I, I knew I was going to always be Tony, T-O-N-I, but I wasn't sure about what the, the last name would be. And a friend of mine said, um, he said, Tony Home Perm. And, uh, and I, I, I sent you a little clip from YouTube, Tony Home Permanent was a uh, it, it was a thing in like the the 50s and 60s and 70s for women to give themselves like a, a body wave uh, you know at home like the you know it was a, a little kit to put rollers in their hair and it had these activating solutions and things and to make their their her their hair curly and uh and uh, I always remembered you know uh as a as a kid the uh they you know they they always would shorten and they would just say you know, oh, I got, I used a Tony Home perm or I got a, a Tony Home perm. And uh, so when my friend said to me, oh, you should be Tony Home perm. And I was just like, oh, I guessed. I was like, oh my God. I was like, that's it. That's my drag name. And it was, it was sort of like, um, it, it was just like this sort of realization for me that that's, that's who I was as, you know, that was my drag persona. And it sort of was like just this, uh, grand realization for me. That's, that's, that's who I am. That's who I really am inside Tony Homeperm This, uh, you know, this character or this sort of creation in, inside me that's, um, you know, kind of in a way, uh, more of the real self. Then you know the um, the veneer I put on for, or that I did put on for so many years to the outside world. So um, I think that when somebody's coming out, you know, as a, as a drag artist, um, you know, if if it's it it's if it's that important to you, you just, you ha- you know it's something that you have to do. And I know a lot of drag performers that the families do not accept them. Um, that they've, they've become estranged from their families, but they wouldn't um, they wouldn't give it up because it's it's who they it's who they really are. It's it, it allows them to express um, their their true personality and who they who they are as as a performer. And sometimes you just ha- you just have to kind of make that decision. <clears throat> you know, sometimes you're lucky and your family accepts you for that and sometimes they're they're not accepting sometimes they may never accept sometimes they may you know eventually come around to it it's always it's always different for each person
1: so what advice can you give to someone (laughs) when they want to tell their family what should they say or what should they not say
0: um i've always felt if you're gonna for, for any kind of coming out situation, whether it's uh, you know coming out with your um, your sexuality, um, gender orientation, wanting to do drag, it's it's always it's, it's always better to be in a situation where you're not so dependent on them. I I think it, you know if if you're um, living on your on your own, you're making your own money, um, and you're not quite so dependent on your family. You're always going to be in a in a better situation to come out. Um, if you know your family is homophobic, um, and you're living with your family, and you know. You're dependent on them, it's 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 always gonna be a much more difficult situation. <clears throat> so.
1: so what tips can you give to someone that is starting out to be drag? What some tips that they can learn from another drag queen that they <clears> can <throat> give to another drag that's starting out as a
0: drag? Um, I would say um have fun. you, you know, if, if you're not having fun, the audience is not having fun. I've, I've seen you know some uh, drag performers, especially um, those just starting out, you know, where they may be they're, they're very nervous um, or they, um, they they get they get mad about um, something and uh, it, it, it comes out in the performance and, uh, you know, you could, you can just feel it from, from them, from f- coming from them, you know, from their performance. And, um, it, it, it's, it's hard for the audience to, um, to enjoy your performance, to enjoy you as a, as a performer. If, if you're not having fun. Uh, I mean, I've always found even, you know, when, uh, it happened to me not uh, a couple of weeks ago i was i was uh singing a song and uh i was i was playing around with with the lyrics and uh and and i messed and i messed up a line and i uh uh and i just i just made it i made a joke about it and everybody laughed and you know even though i i messed up a couple of the words um i just i just i still made it fun and the audience laughed and it probably it probably ended up being um uh, more successful of a performance because I got I got the audience to laugh even even more than they normally would have. So that that would be always be my my best advice is um, just just have fun because if, if you're not having fun, the audience isn't having fun. And please make sure you're using a, a, a full coverage foundation. The 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 my pet peeve for uh, drag queens is if you see five o'clock shadow on a drag queen that is my that's my number one pet peeve um i i take great care to make sure that um i never have five o'clock shadow showing but i use a lot of i've uh, never
1: seen any five o'clock shadow on you ever you will never see
0: five o'clock shadow on tony home perm let me assure you i use at least uh I, i don't know how many layers of products i use because believe me at the end of the night when i take off my makeup uh, it, it's like I've got, you know, uh, quite a lot of five o'clock shadow. It's, you know, because my beard is very, is very thick and heavy, but when I'm in drag, you'll never see it.
1: <laughs> so what do you see for the future for Tony?
0: <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm um, just uh, doing, you know, more shows. Um, I'm hoping to, um, do a lot more with my uh, 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 my uh, well my Golden Girls trivia and bingo shows, and also hopefully more um, uh, dinner and brunch shows. Um, I think drag, especially here on Long Island, is evolving. Where I, I don't think we're gonna see that many bar shows. Um, I, I'm continuing to work with. With New Bar, um, but the great thing about New Bar is it's uh, they are they are gay owned and operated. Um, so the, the guys who own it, uh, a great couple, and um, it's 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 a great bar to support because they they are LGBTQ um, owned operated. But um, a lot a lot of a lot of these other bars on Long Island, you know. They're not um, gay-owned and operated. They have tried to do some drag shows. Um, but I don't, I don't think that's where drag, at least on Long Island, is, is headed. I see it more as like the events that I'm starting to do now. Um, dinners, brunches. Um, I do a lot for um, the Shabby Tabby Cat Cafe. That's, I'm doing the, uh, the Golden Girls uh, bingo and trivia nights there.
1: Talk about the cafe. What's it like? I heard. Oh, it's great. Is it really like cats? Like like real cats running around? Yeah, yeah. Because
0: because the cats are there. It's it's like you know they work with a rescue um group to um you know um take care of cats and you know they they adopt them and try to find them good homes. Uh, normally though, when we are doing a show, the the cats. When we're we're doing a a, a drag show there or a, a bingo or something, they tend to hide. They don't want it. they 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 don't want to be around it. Um, so it's, it's really know. just um
1: they don't know um, what a real good drag show is. So let them hide.
0: <laughs> oh, they no, they do know. They've seen mine. <laughs> they just they just don't like the noise. <laughs>
1: So, um what was I gonna say now? I lost my train door. Oh um, that's okay. so, so your husband accepts you being dragged and Oh God, absolutely. And before you became dragged, did you ever have any conversation with your husband like you wanted to do drag or did you like did you have that conversation that oh <sighs> hi Honey, i w I'm gonna do drag. What was it like before time? Were you nervous? No, it was me? it was
0: it was very it was very simple. It was like, you know, I was I was putting together this um drag show for the Long Island Game and Scorus, and I was and I said, you know, I said and I said and I'm I'm gonna and I'm gonna, you know, and I'm gonna do I'm gonna do, you know, get in drag and, and perform. And he was he was like, Okay. It was it was like, you know, very, very easy. Although I will say at the time I had a, um, I had a goatee and he didn't want me to, he didn't want me to shave the goatee. He wanted me to do, he wanted me to be like a a bearded queen. And I was like, Oh, I was like, no, 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 I can't, I, that I can't do because my drag aesthetic is what they call uh, old school. Uh, My, where, you know, you you try to look as much like a, a woman as possible. So that's, that's, my, that's my style of drag. I like to create an illusion. The best thing for me, the, I, I just love this, is if somebody meets me you know, one way or the other and don't only know me either as you know, Tony with a Y or Tony with an I, when they, they finally get to meet me the other way, uh, and this has happened many times, where somebody's you know, only seen me like in drag, and then I happen to meet them and I'm out of drag, and I'm like, I'm like, um, uh, you know, and I would go like, oh, hi, hey, how you doing? And they're like, you know, they're they're talking to me, but I can tell they don't they don't know who I am. And I'm like, you don't know who I am, do do you? And they're like, no. And then I have to say like, <clears throat> I'm Tony Homeperm, and they're like, oh my god, they're like, I never would have, I would have never would have recognized you. And for me, that's one of the that's like, that's like a true hallmark of, of drag. If you know somebody doesn't recognize you uh, when when you're out of drag. <laughs> so,
1: have you ever heard of Kendra H. Kinks?
0: Um, yes, from Fire Fire Island, right?
1: Yes, have you ever been yes. to any of her shows? She's a great performer. <clears throat> she a great show. When I first, that's when I first went to Fire Island. That's when I saw her show and. and I didn't know there was a show going to happen that night because I thought I was just going to leave. Like I went, my mom's friends um, invited me to Far Island, but my sister. And I didn't know that we were going to go that night. because mm-hmm. was like, we want to go to Far Island. I'm like, mm-hmm. um, Far Island? What are we going to do there? Like, she's like, oh, Susan invited us to go and hang out. And I'm like, okay,
0: cool.
1: <laughs> Because I never knew what Fire Island was like. And everyone's like, it's so amazing there. It's nice. Yeah. So I went and I enjoyed my night out there with my sister <clears throat> and my friend. Um, but I didn't know there was a show going to happen that night. And Oh, there's
0: always a show happening on Fire
1: Island. <laughs> and I was at the Island Breeze that night. And I'm like, oh, a show's going to happen. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you know it, Kendra comes out on top of her game and Mm -hmm. does this amazing, like, dance, the music and everything. She's so good at it. And let me tell you, if anyone doesn't know who she is, you can find her on Facebook. Um, She does – she used to go live a lot, but I don't know what happened with that. Haven't really caught up with it as much. A Um, a lot
0: of performers um, with the pandemic, uh, you know – happened to a lot of performers where the the pandemic um, kind of, you know, hampered them being able to do drag or, uh, they just, you know, um, a lot of performers <laughs> that were really, were really like known for being live performers um, found it very difficult to sort of be able to do virtual stuff. Um, it was like, I was able to, you know, um, be able to do it because you know I was doing you know doing like you know a talk sh- talk show making uh, my music videos and things like that um it, it was for some performers especially ones that um uh dance and lip sync it it was it it was it, difficult if not impossible really to try to do um do it virtually it's 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 hard so Um,
1: Coming down to the end of this podcast almost, I want to say thank you so much, Tony, for coming on here, for being so awesome and talking about you being drag. Um, Any other advice you can give to young LGBT um, youth um, members, like young kids, or any older folks
0: out there in the LGBTQ community? Um, well, you know, the, things are so much better for LGBTQ plus youth these days. There's so many, um, <clears throat> excuse me, so many um, organizations um, around, like even on Long Island, we have like, you know, Pride for Youth and places like that for, uh, uh, you know, safe, supportive places for um, LGBTQ youth um, and, uh, and like the, the LGBTQ network. Um, They have also for, um, for older people, they have their, their group um, Sage, which is primarily for um, older LGBTQ plus persons. Um, Really there's, um, there's so much out there now for um, uh, the LGBTQ plus community. Um, So much more than when I was, I was young, when, when I was 17 years old. I uh, knew I was gay. I mean, I just, I felt so alone in the world. I, I felt so completely alone, which is probably another reason, um, why I didn't come out at that age because I just, um, I had no support system, uh, in place for myself at that time. And, um, you know, there's still a long way to go, but th- things are, you know, so much, so much better for, um, LGBTQ youth now, um, they just have to, um, you know, and, and it's they they can find things online so much easier. And, and like when I was seventeen years old, the, the internet didn't exist. There was there was there was nothing, there was nothing. And now, I mean, uh, uh, a, a young person can go, you know, on their phone and can Google, uh, you know, uh, LGBTQ youth um, support groups and. And a lot, a lot of schools even have like gay-straight alliances and, and things like that. And um, you know, so it, I would say, you know, it, it, there, there's always um, you know uh, uh, support groups out there for for people if, if they need them. They just have to, you know, they have to be willing to, um, you know, put some effort into into finding them and and taking advantage of them. <laughs>
1: Well, these young folks they don't know what dial up <laughs> is i was young too when i had dial up do you remember dial up oh
0: i remember i had the original old AOL you, would, you know have you would you would have that um the you'd have to listen to your 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 modem like making all those wheels <laughs> and squeaks and and like you're, you're waiting for it to connect I was like, oh my my God. I was just thinking about that today. Like, you know And then that- you couldn't
1: use the phone because of right.
0: it. Right. Right. Or somebody would pick up, you know, the extension and would cut off you
1: know. The AOL. The- and, and, the and AOL. Like, and you can't you are logged out.
0: Yeah, you get logged out, and then you got to sign back back on. Oh, my, my goodness. Yeah, that was like, – I
1: remember that because when yeah. I was younger, I always wanted to go on it. And, you know, I always wanted to go on it and talk to, like, my friends or whatever, or, like, family members. Because then we also had after AOL, after dial-up, we had instant messenger, and I was always mm-hmm. on that. And you could do the away messages and everything like that. Right. You know? Those things are great. They should bring that back, instant messenger, because that was a great way to chat. And you could do your away messages and say like, "At a drag show right now, performing. Talk to you guys later, or something like that." You know, that would have been cool to have that again. You yeah. know. Well,
0: I think. But I, I, mean, think um, I, guess I
1: think Facebook is for that. I guess maybe. Yeah, yeah I guess. Yeah. But it's not the same. It was yeah. more better back then. Before Facebook, it was so cool writing those away messages. <laughs>
0: Well, you can um, actually do, you can, you can set your, I think you can set your instant messenger to give an away message. Is this still even instant messenger? Uh, uh, oh, AOL instant messenger. I don't, I don't know. Believe it or no, not.
1: No, I don't think so.
0: My husband still uses AOL. Why? I don't know, but I. For can't. mail? For mail? the email? For or ev- everything. He has, he still uses, he even, he uses his AOL to get onto his Facebook Oh, my mother does the same thing. She, oh my god! I yeah, I'm I'm like I'm like I always tell people my my husband as far as technology, he's back in the in the Stone Age, but he can tease a wig like nobody's business. So I just have to, I just have to let it go.
1: (laughs) Right, those were the days of dial-up, and like you said, we had some really good shows. Like we had to go. Well, I wasn't. Well, when The Girl and the Girls came out, I wasn't really watching it. I learned about The Golden Girls when I was a lot older. And when I was introduced to it, I started loving it and everything. God bless um, Betty White that she's still alive. I and know. I can't believe she beat out all of her, I you know. know. She
0: outlived them all. All the girls. I mean, she's yeah.
1: only living now. That's yeah. crazy how she is living and doing great for herself.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> but it's going to be really sad when she passes. I'm not, I'm like, oh, it's going to no. be hard because yeah. remembering Betty White in Golden Girls and then in all those good movies that she was in mm-hmm. and stuff like that, no one can replace Betty White. There's no, no. one that's going to be better. No, she, and she's never. still going mad. She's 90-something years old and still dancing yeah. and on the floor and going in and movies and, and making us so all laugh still. I, I don't know. know how she does it. I don't know. I turn mean, that age and I'm still going at it. <laughs> oh. Well, I want to say thank you so much, Tony, for coming on. It was a pleasure talking to you. Oh, thank um, you for uh, asking me. And it was great. Um, I figured I wanted to have you on here because I wanted to, you know, have little young LT- LGBTQ youth um, kids, you know, and learn more about drag queens and stuff like that. And, you know, and also I want them to learn about mental health stuff, but that's in another episode of the podcast. That's in episode two and episode three that's already posted. You can, everyone who's listening can listen to those episodes. Uh, my first episode is my coming out story. Um, so two and three in the podcast, episode two and three feature mental health stuff with my best friend, who's a mental health counselor. And you can go hear more about that. You can also, if you have any advice or any questions, you can email the podcast at random talks. That's random talks. T-A-L-K-S podcast six at gmail.com. That's random talks, Podcast six at gmail.com. And if you have any questions for Tony or anything else you would like him to answer. I can shoot him a message and have him answer it. And I'll feature it in another episode. Um, So, Tony, where can everyone find you?
0: Um, The easiest place is on Facebook. Tony, Tony with an I, Home Perm, Um, H-O-M-E-P-E-R-M. That's where where most of my my stuff uh, is information and shows and things I mean I'm also on uh, you know, I have my YouTube channel also Tony Holmperm and I'm on Instagram And those things But uh, that uh, Facebook is Pretty much the hub Alright well everyone
1: I hope you Enjoyed this episode um, It was great chatting with you Tony I would love to do Another episode with you And some other drag queens in one episode, if that can happen, you know, so that mm-hmm. we can all chat it up and, you know, talk about things for like LGBTQ youth and things that, you know, I feel that the young members should know about, you know. Oh, sure. Um, so maybe we can do an episode like that. And sure. We'll see. Maybe, maybe in a future episode. Anyone listening that's excited about drag queens, maybe in a future episode we'll be doing um, another episode with some other drag queens in there. Um, I'm not going to say the names. You'll be surprised. <laughs> so you'll know in another future episode. Look out for that. Hopefully, we'll get that going. Um, but I'm not going to say the names because I've, I want everyone to be surprised on who's going yeah, to be the guest queen. It's going to be a guessing game. If you want to guess, email the podcast, like I said. And I want to say that I love you all, and I'm so glad for this podcast. And I want to thank you again, Tony, for being such a wonderful guest on this podcast. Thank you for everything. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Had a great time um, listening to your story and learning about more about drag queens. And I hope to chat with you soon. Thanks again. Okay.
0: Thank you. Bye. Um... Bye-bye.